Welcome back to Sustainable Seagull On Air. I'm your host, Sierra Bray, aka Sustainable Seagull, and thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited for today's interview because I am talking to a woman who has been making huge moves in the beauty industry for several several years now. She's the founder of a Canadian skincare and beauty line called Purinata, and her company has also been awarded the 2015 Business of the Year Award from the Morden Chamber of Commerce, and she's also been acknowledged as a finalist for the 2016 Manitoba Chamber of Commerce Outstanding Business Award. This woman is on fire, and her products are incredible. I am a huge advocate of her products. Please welcome Candice Grenier. How are you today? Hello. And to me, fantastic. Yes, I'm so honored to be here, and what a flattering introduction. Thank you. You're so welcome. It's well-deserved. I love supporting um, businesses that are just doing incredible things and creating amazing products. So thank you for being inspired to do that. Yes, yes. Likewise, I also love supporting women doing what I'm doing. So yeah, it's great to collaborate with you and I'm happy to share a bit about my journey today. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your journey and your background and, and kind of how, like what you were doing, I guess, before you started your business. And then we'll talk about how you kind of got inspired to start your business. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. So I actually have, I feel maybe a bit of an uninteresting background, a simple background, but um, it's kind of the catalyst that made me think about um, what I wanted to do, you know, with the rest of my life. But um, in my early 20s, I was a hairstylist okay, and enjoyed that immensely. And um, then eventually I had two children and I started working from my home doing hair. I kept my clientele. I really enjoyed connecting with the people. But the one challenge I had with hairstyling is um, the chemicals used on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, my hands... Um, yeah, just inflamed with eczema. I'd have to use steroid creams to keep the inflammation down so I could touch people's hair. And the um, just breathing in the, the ammonia, the toxic fumes, I'd have to use uh, antihistamines just to get through my day. And that's when I started, you know, really contemplating if this career was healthy for me. Yeah. And not only that, but the products we use on a daily basis. And because I had was raising children at home, doing hair at home and these chemicals um, in my home. So that's kind of what led me to research. Now that would have been about 12 years ago. And I feel like back then there wasn't as much information then as there is now. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of making healthier choices when it comes to body care and beauty care. For sure. Yeah. So that's when I just started uh, researching, trying different products online. And like I said, back then there was hardly anything available that I felt met my expectations in terms of functioning as a makeup product that I was used to. Mm-hmm. And not with high expectations either, either, but there just wasn't a lot back then. So, and especially in Canada. Um, so that's when I found a kit online. It was like something like DIY your own mineral makeup, something like that. Okay. So I ordered the kit and it was then that I discovered my passion. I found a hobby that I just thoroughly enjoyed and it was so much fun for me to like tuck my kids into bed and my husband would go downstairs and watch sports highlights or something that I wasn't (laughs) too terribly interested in. (laughs) And I began crafting makeup. Wow. 
Yeah, and it was for myself initially, and then I would eventually share it with friends, family members, some of my hair clients, and yeah, and it just sort of sort of kind of grew organically. And I feel like the interesting part about my business story is that I never intended to start a business. <laughs> That's amazing. It was just a hobby initially. Okay. But once I saw people, you know what it was doing for people, and um, kind of the interest that was sparked from it. That's when I started to get passionate about continuing the venture and making it more widely available. That's incredible. That's yeah. inc- that's a great story because I think a lot of people too, when they think either they're going to be an entrepreneur or they're not going to be an entrepreneur, and sometimes it doesn't just fall in your lap. Like people think that it just doesn't fall in your lap, but for you, it kind of did. Like you had this amazing yeah. idea. And you saw the, you saw how the market was reacting from it, and you're like, well, this is a great business idea. I'm going to move forward on that. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. So that's really initially how you got inspired to start your company. Yes, exactly. And it's kind of funny because as it went along, I still thought for years that it was just a hobby, and, and we'd often joke, like, is it for real yet? Like, are we a real business yet? <laughs> it never felt, like you say, that it was just something I – determined to do it kind of just fell on my lap and it grew into what it is now yeah yeah so like how did you um how did you start figuring out how to get your product outside of where you're from because I like I'm in Windsor Ontario and they sell your product here um so how was that like was that a really big challenge for you or was that a big learning curve to take your product which you thought was a hobby and now expand it all over Canada Yes, absolutely. I, everything was a learning curve. Everything I had to learn from scratch. So if there's someone out there who thinks, you know, I don't have a degree in business, I don't have experience, I'm, I'm here as proof that you can learn as you go. And it's just a matter of, yeah, taking the initiative to figure things out. And you're right. Like I knew nothing about distribution or how to get it into stores. Um, I had some retailers, you know, give me some tidbits of information, you know, what they required as far as, you know, barcodes, UPC codes were concerned, things like that. Yeah. Uh, Pricing markups, etc. And we kind of just grew from like an online um, exposure. Like there's really nothing I feel like I did to help gain that, you know, boom, exposure that suddenly people knew about us. But there was one kind of lucky thing I feel like that happened to us and I'm forever grateful um, I don't know if have you ever read the book There's Lead in Your Lipstick by Jillian Deacon? I haven't. I'm gonna write that down though. Yeah. And she's an author, a breast cancer survivor, a doctor, a mother. And um, one day I was just sitting in my shop my workshop on my yard, like next to my house. Like I'm still a home based business. Yeah. And uh, someone called and said, Well, I read about your product in a book and I just wanna order some samples, etc. And I was pretty sure that this person calling hadn't really read about Purinata in a book, but maybe she'd read about natural cosmetics and just Googled us and found us. Yeah. So I took down the name of the book and then I ordered it because I figured, you know, this is something I need to read. It's a Canadian bestseller right now. There's lead in your lipstick. So I ordered it and I was just shocked, amazed and honored and so grateful that Jillian had mentioned us several oh times in the my. book as a best brand, like as an alternative brand. Yeah. To- products yeah and so many retailers read that book kind of as a guide to what products they wanted to bring into their store sure 
And so that I feel like was one of my big breaks. Like it was after that that I feel exposure to our brand happened. And yeah, like I said, I was still a home-based business feeling kind of inadequate being listed next to companies that I felt were, you know, fantastic, real brands. And, and I was felt like I was still in the, you know, initial stages, but sure. yeah, so that's that incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's incredible too, that you didn't even know, like she didn't even like call oh. you to say like, Hey, I featured you in my book. Like it was literally someone called you to buy your products and that's how you found out. Exactly. That's yeah. Insane. Actually, I just chatted with that um, exact same um, concept with uh, some of my team members this morning that those are the promotions we value the most and consumers value the most because it was unsolicited. We didn't pay for it. Like just out of the goodness of her heart, she legitimately felt like we were a brand she would recommend. Yeah. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So with natural skincare, and this might be more relevant to when you first started, but I find like now it's becoming, people are becoming more aware of it. It's becoming kind of like trendy per se. Um, yeah. But there's obviously an education component because people think like, oh, natural skincare, it's not you know going to work as effectively as the regular stuff or it's more expensive or you know it's not worth the investment, things like that. So what kind of, um, like did you feel like there was an education component when you first started? Is there still one? And how do you face that? How do you face those challenges? Right, right. Um, definitely in the beginning, like talking 10 years ago, there was definitely an educational um, component there. Um, in terms of natural makeup and skincare, because um, people hadn't heard of it, you know, and it was a matter of teaching people that what you're putting on your skin is, in fact, absorbed into your bloodstream. So think on that a bit and look mm-hmm. at the back of your bottle and let's, you know, determine if this is something you want applied every day onto your skin, into your bloodstream, when there's no tests done on the ingredients themselves or combinations of the ingredients. Right. And then just look at plant-based ingredients and the oils, the butters. Um, Our skin identifies with that because it's bioidentical to our own skin. And so, so often it's received so much better than a product that's filled with synthetics. Mm -hmm. And we operate two local boutiques and we hear it all the time, like from our customers, how they've been using something, a traditional product. And when they switched to ours, the change was you know, phenomenal. And and from a formulating standpoint, I can now understand that as well. Um, most conventional products on the shelf are um, made with petrochemicals. So silicone and synthetic polymers are the number one or the, 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 the most um, percentage of ingredients in a traditional product. Okay. Because um, the reason why formulators use petro-based um, silicones and plastic polymers because they have almost an infinite shelf life for one thing. They do impart a nice, silky, soft feel to your skin, which is mm-hmm. what people are looking for. Right. But the only thing that's majorly wrong with them is, number one, they're not good for the environment, but number two is they do really nothing for your skin aside from aesthetically making it feel smooth. Okay. Whereas a plant-based product, um, when you have a beautiful oil like argan oil, jojoba oil, they're helping to nourish your skin, and um, and it's actually functioning positively for your skin and not just masking the outer layer right. of your skin. So 
that's, I think, the biggest difference. So, and you mentioned the challenge, the challenge in formulating more of a natural product and educating the consumer too is that it's it's more closer um, to like a food product than it would be to actually a cosmetic product on the shelf. So you have to deal with making sure that when you buy something, you actually need it and you're planning to use it right away and not leave it on the shelf for, you know, two years before you open your bottle. Sure. Um, yeah. Wow. But, I didn't see, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really know that. I mean, I use your products now, but I feel like people that are going to listen to this are going to go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And I don't think people know that those kind of conventional products just kind of sit on your skin. And then they obviously, you said, get absorbed into your bloodstream, but they're not really doing anything on like a deeper level where, for example, your products that you're using, these plant-based materials are actually going to like help the skin. And I have like for myself, like I, I struggle sometimes with acne, like depending on like what what the weather is, what I'm eating, like all those different things. And um, when I switch to your, I think it's the cleanser, lemongrass, or it's it's white. I'm not sure. I think it's the, it's a face wash. Anyway, yes, yes, when I yes. switch to that from a conventional brand that someone recommended to me because I did have like acne at the time, the difference was insane. Like, I don't have any acne. My face feels amazing. Like you wash it and it just feels good. Like it feels healthy. It feels like it's like kind of like pulsing. You know what I mean? Like it just, you can tell a difference. You definitely can tell a difference. Yes. Yes. Now when it comes to makeup, like what kind of, um, what kind of challenge, like not challenges, but what kind of educational things do you have to tell your customers? Because a lot of people are, you know, they go down to the mall and they purchase things, you know, that are like $40 for an eyeshadow and it's not necessarily good for your skin. How are you kind of making that comparison or um, facing those challenges and saying, well, no, um, you know, it's better to have this natural product, even though, you know, you're used to this $40 big luxurious product. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, there are some challenges with formulating a natural product. Like, first of all, I always, my favorite saying is kind of silly, but it's things that are different are not the same. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're um, making a natural product, it, it will not be the same as a conventional product. It can't be because we're using completely different raw materials. Sure. And if you ever are using a brand that claims to be natural and it feels too much like a regular product, we might have to consider and question if they're being legitimate and honest, right? Right. But um, some of the things that are different are um, the colorants. Um, we strictly use mineral pigments. Okay. So we're limited to um, maybe some color options that people that go outside that box would use. Okay. So we could never achieve that really vibrant, bright, matte red um, that you would achieve with a food-grade dye, which not to say that I'm not criticizing brands that do that, but our philosophy is, is minerals at this point. Mm-hmm. And so we have a few limitations that way. Um, and texture-wise, too, butters, um, let's say shea butter, or oils, castor oil, jojoba oil, they have different textures than silicone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of educating And most people who want to make the transition to a healthier lifestyle, they're open to those 
you know, maybe differences in their product and they're okay with, if you want to call settling for something different, because there's benefits and trade-offs too. Absolutely. Yeah. There's far less allergies. Um, People are very sensitive to um, FD&C dyes and eyeshadows, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the preservatives, a lot of preservatives are cause irritation for people on their skin as well. Sure. So, and I mean, like, you do have a wide selection of colors too. So anyone that is listening to this, please definitely check out their website because they have amazing um, options. And um, I think too, it's, it's, I, I love your products because they're, they're a little bit more like earthy and natural, which I appreciate. And people that I feel like are kind of making that change to natural are also, I feel like in that realm of wanting to have like more earthy colors, more natural colors. Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I noticed on your, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I was just going to say sometimes when I feel the limitations and I feel boxed in that we can only achieve so much, I just flip my thinking around and think to myself, but wow, look how much we can create with natural products. And then I, you know, you just shift your thinking that way and then it becomes more amazing. Absolutely. And I noticed on your website too, that you work with like all the ingredients that you get are like all thought through. Your team is very conscious of where you're getting your products, who you're working with. And I, I think that, did I read somewhere that you're working with a community? Is it in Africa or? Um, well, some of our um, products come from various places, but uh, like, for example, our shea butter is sourced from a community in Africa that en- empowers women yes. to make a living for themselves. And I'm a huge um I'm hugely passionate for that as well. Um, another interesting story about our ingredients and where they're sourced from. Um, a while back, you may remember, but there was kind of a scare or a warning about mica, that's a mineral pigment, being mined unethically, child labor, slave labor, etc. in India. Yeah. And I was, my heart just like panicked and I, I was just panicking at that point because I, I thought if I can't use mica my business completely shifts. It might even change or not exist anymore because I can't be a part of that. But also I don't want to use synthetic products either. Right. So I reached out to my supplier and I was just so incredibly thankful. They sent me a um, booklet and it basically demonstrated their work that they do in India. They, um, set up schools, daycares, healthcare for their employees. They pay them fairly, and they had photos to prove it. And I just felt so warm, touching, and heartwarming. It was almost like a fair, a fair trade organization for mineral pigments that they were being mined ethically. And I was so thankful that that's the product that has always been in my that's the raw material always been in my product. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so you're right. I try to make sure that everything we purchase if possible is either certified organic fair trade because it's a ripple effect through our world right absolutely absolutely no I think that's amazing and when I read that I'm like another reason to love this company (laughs) so who is someone that maybe a role model or someone that you look up to and admire who is kind of a sustainable leader or someone that is really pro like natural and eco-friendly and um toxic free products um yeah that's a question 
Um, to answer the first question, like my role models, you know, I, I can think of big people out there, you know, Adria Vassal or, yeah, even Jillian Deacon, the author of the book I mentioned, but actually the people who inspire me the most are retailers or the people using our product because I just love their passion for, for keep making healthy choices that we just love hearing from them and they're the people I look up to and really respect their um, opinions and their feedback for our product. So, and yeah, in terms of other companies that I look up to, um, that's a good question. I look up to a lot of different ones. I know a Canadian manufacturer that I've always thought was someone I admired was the Green Beaver Company, right? Like always committed to very sustainable, organic, natural products and affordable too, which I think is always great. Absolutely. So. I love Green Beaver as well. <laughs> big fan yeah, of their yeah. big fan of their toothpaste. <laughs> Yeah, likewise. <laughs> so um, I'm on to my very last question. And I ask this to everyone um, that I have on the podcast. And that is, what does sustainability mean to you? And what do you hope to see happen in, in the world? Um, and that could be on a personal level, on a government level. Um, that could change in the next 10 to 20 years. But that will impact the, the planet for the better. Right. Oh, that's a, a really loaded question there. <laughs> and it's all opinion-based. I mean, don't feel like you have to say, you know, there's no wrong answer here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, sustainability, of course, to me means eliminating waste, quite obviously, right? Okay. Um, and making healthier choices. And in our company, it also means that our products are affordable. So it's sustainable for people to continue to purchase our product. It's not a one-time luxury purchase. It's a daily um, product they can incorporate into their life at an affordable price. And to me, most importantly, I believe it's supporting individuals and communities, both locally and globally. So yeah, being mindful of where you're purchasing your products, is it empowering um, local businesses or even if it's global businesses that you're giving people um, an opportunity to support their families. Um, that's near and dear to my heart. We've adopted a child from Ethiopia. And while I feel like that was you know, a wonderful life experience, but I want to spend the rest of my life um, empowering ladies to be able to keep their children, you know? And so mm. if that means that they can start businesses there's themselves. I mean, I'm, I'm pro women in business. So <laughs> I think that's to be a, I mean, I'm pro anyone in business. I should say just women, but I just love to see more and more women locally and globally uh, making a change for the better. And so, yeah, that's what I'd like to see. And I'd like to be a part of that movement to encourage other women to be bold and if they have an idea, go for it. And, and yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that answer. I, is there is there anything in the works for the next couple of years that, like a social enterprise or anything that you're interested in maybe starting or helping get, get involved with, with regards to, um, you know, that passion that you have for encouraging women to start their own business? Yes. Um, I, and I, I mostly because I have a, a heart a, a bit for Africa as well because of my child that was born there. But I've been doing a lot of research lately. I'm just waiting for the right connection to come through. But that's something I want. That's a goal of mine is to 
um, be able to support women globally um, that way. And I don't have anything in place just yet, but stay tuned because okay. that is something I'm going to make happen. It's part of my mission in life. Yes. I love that. Well, please keep me posted and let me know how I can, I su- yeah, let me know how I can support you and, uh, share, share the joy of, of what you're doing. So where can, um, where can everyone find your company and your amazing products? Sure. Yes. Well, we have a website, purinata.ca. You can purchase online, but we really love to support our retailers and the people that carry our products um, in local communities. So if you click on the word to buy, you can see all the different places you can purchase it. And if you don't have a location in your town, just maybe send an email, suggest one to us, or uh, maybe talk to a local retailer in your town who you think would be a good fit to carry our product. But, um, yeah, make us always nice to see in person. So that's why we like to encourage people to visit our retailers. Absolutely. For anyone that is in Windsor, we have two locations that sell Purinata um, beauty products. That is Shop Eco Canada, which is located in Walkerville, and Fringe Theory Hair Salon, which is located in Tecumseh. So make sure to check out those two locations to get your Purinata uh, products. If you're not in Windsor, make sure to check out their website. Um, and then do you have Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, that's right. It's at Purinata. And so, yeah, please join us there. We love connecting with our clients and customers and people in general on social media. So perfect. And Facebook. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Candace. I really, really appreciate it. I love, I loved hearing about your story and how you started and you're just so inspiring and I love everything you're doing to help women um, with, you know, starting their own business and, and I wish you the, the best of luck with what you're kind of working on. Um, but yeah, please keep me posted on that. And thank you to everyone for listening. I'm your host, Sustainable Seagal, and make sure to check out Purinata on social media and try their products. You won't be disappointed. This is not a sponsored comment. I promise you will love their products because I use them every day. So, um, thank you again, Candice, and thanks to everyone for tuning in. Oh, 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 oh,